to the Jack Trade Podcast. I am one of your hosts. I'm Frank. Frankie Krungus. The guy. The dude. The dude. The man. It'll be easy to figure out which one's me on this podcast. I don't know. I could be Frankie. I have the deepest voice, though. I could have a deep voice, too. Uh oh <laughs> Okay. Uh, anyway, hope everybody had a really, really good month. Um, sorry that you had to go without the Jack of Trades Podcast. I don't know what you possibly did. For a whole month. Well, you were doing cool things. Yeah, I was doing cool things. So, Talk about uh, your cool things. Yeah, so I went on tour with Quam. Quam. Quam is <laughs> way better. <laughs> Dude, Eddie introduces Quam as Quam to like venues, and he's just like, "Shit, I have to stop doing that," because then everybody's gonna just be like, "Oh yeah, this is Quam. It's great." Um, but it was so fucking cool. It was my first time in Canada. And we went to Toronto and Montreal and like we saw Niagara Falls and just like got real drunk. And dude, Canada is just so cute. Like I never thought that it would be like that adorable. It is cute. It's like it's pretty. It's like yeah. well maintained. I only it's saw clean. one heroin needle when I was there. Only one. Only one. Wow. I didn't see anybody like too fucked up like. I didn't see anybody peeing on the street. It was so nice. It was so not New York. (laughs) Last night while leaving work, I had to smack a guy awake because I thought he was overdosed. Whoa, what? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tell me. Yeah, to smack him in the leg. I was like, bro, yo, bro, what up? And I'm like yelling at him, trying to get him to wake up. He eventually like stirred. And was just like, fuck out of here. Yeah. So I was like, all right, my job's done. You're alive. You're alive. (laughs) Well, that's good. Thanks. That's... Like a civil service. Yeah. Making sure people are alive. You gotta. Yeah. Well, actually, people in Canada... People don't even care sometimes. I know. Um, Keep that humanity alive. Yeah, I know. In Canada, everybody's sorry for everything. Sorry. 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 Dude, okay, so... Sorry. We stayed at this place, uh, this kid Reed's house. He's part of this band called Barbecue Pope. They are amazing. I really like them. They're like, like what? They're like wavesy, waves and growlers if they had a child. Yeah. It's and very, very chill vibes. Yeah. But still punk. Yeah. Um, but this kid. The growlers. Yeah. The lyrics are great. You know, the dude is like Clever. 19 years old. And like he put on this whole fest in a record store that Quam played at in Toronto. And so we were staying at this kid's house and like he lives with his parents and we were having like a beautiful, wholesome conversation. They made us coffee and Eddie. Northern le- hospitality. Yeah. Yeah. They were just like, do you want breakfast too? We we're like, no, that's like too much. Like we already like. Should have got that ham. Nah. Eat up that bacon. Nah. Bacon. So Eddie leans back on this table that like has like a glass top. And all of a sudden we hear. Pah! And we were like, what the fuck was that? And then. Eddie's face just turns pale, like ghosts. And he was like, 
oh my god i'm so sorry i'm so sorry like i just broke your table and they're like no we're sorry we're sorry and it was just like why are you sorry and then it was just like five minutes of going back and forth of like no i'm sorry no i'm sorry and it's just like sorry we shouldn't have put our table in our living room yeah (laughs) it was in the kitchen but you know but still still how do you apologize for owning something that someone else breaks (laughs) it's a canadian way yeah it's a canadian way I would love to live there if it wasn't so fucking cold. It gets cold. Yeah, too cold. It's kind of like New York, though. Minus 10 degrees. I don't know. Oneonta was really cold. Yeah, but Oneonta was like... It's also in a valley. It was in a valley, so So you just got like wind sweeping through the mountains at us. At (sighs) us. Directly at us. Uh Uh-uh. From every direction. That was the other thing, is that the wind literally came from every direction, because it just swooped in from the mountainside so you're like you know trying to light a cigarette <laughs> and you're just like all right where's the wind coming from let me go that way wait nope nope and then you just see people just spitting around yeah me and Mo used to do that all the time <laughs> trying to smoke outside when we lived on campus <laughs> like just spitting around trying to light bowls and then we'd give up <laughs> whoops time to go smoke in the rooms yeah Ooh. Ooh. um vibes. but yeah the quam tour was like super fucking cool yeah, you hit Canada, Philly, uh, New Hampshire, Massachusetts. They played this place called Ralph Steiner in Massachusetts. And for anybody that doesn't know what Ralph Steiner is, it's like this old school fucking rock and roll diner. Like, you know, just like picture like a diner from like the 80s. It's like a little grimy. And the owner is buried out front. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, his name's Ralph. <laughs> Party so, at Ralph's. Yeah, party at Ralph's. He never stops partying. Yeah. I want to stop by. Yeah, you should. Pork would do pretty good there. I know the dude. Well, I met the dude who runs the shows. We'll figure it out. Um, but else, what else happened in the past month? Quam. Besides Quam. That's really it. Yeah. I'm going to go record an album tonight. Start recording an album. Woohoo. Yeah. For Pork. Gallons of Pork. Third release. What's uh, the uh, what's the album name again? It's we've got two uh, two working titles right now. Oh, you added another one. One is uh, the third annual Fram Dongleson Memorial Hot Dog Eating Contest. God, I love those hot That's dogs. Choice A, <laughs> <laughs> and Choice B is soundtrack to a school shooting. No, don't do that one. I, don't, I mean, it's pertinent to the times, yo. <laughs> oh man! If we do like a B side of metal stuff. That's probably what's going to be called soundtrack to a school shooting. Oh, Jesus Christ. It'll be this year's Marilyn Manson. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, going on to another controversial issue that, like, Frank and I had, like, a little argument about the other day is uh, Kat Von D. Kat Von D is a stupid kid. Jesus Christ. So, (laughs) Well, I don't know about the kid, but she's she's a little out there. I love Kat Von D, but like this you is kind of did. I know, but this is like kind of like drawing a line. Like I would really love her if I supported her in this, but obviously I don't. But she is raising her child to be entirely vegan and one also, organic human. Yeah, and also unvaccinated. The vegan thing, okay, I can kind of let it slide. Whatever. But unvaccinated, are you fucking kidding me? Like, 
do you understand like how many people follow Kat Von D and like how many people are going to be like, well, if she's not vaccinating your kid, I shouldn't either. And it's like, no, you're going to create fucking polio and measles for everybody else. And then we're all going to die. Well, she has a platform and she's abusing it. Yeah. With misinformation. Like science. Like she has money. Like she should like she literally pokes people with needles for a fucking living. Yeah. Like that's what she does. I mean, it's not along the same extent, but (laughs) anyway, Frank pretty much wished death on her child. No, that's not how it went. Yes, you did. That's not what I said. It was way more fucked up than that. That's not what I said. It's a little bit of humor, okay? But we were in like Bushwick. Like we were in like the most liberal pussy snowflake area of New York City. You're throwing shade. I I am because I'm from here. It is a pussy area, you know, like everybody's so sensitive. I'm sorry for anybody listening out there who is very sensitive, but it's true. Well, I'm sorry. I'm so sensitive. I prevented a man from overdosing last night. I'm not saying. Uh. Oh, my God. Shut up. At least you have some kind of humanity you made sure somebody was alive but all right so how would you describe the situation how would i describe it yeah yeah all right so all i said was that if she's gonna have this waterborne child with no doctors around and then feed it a completely vegan diet in its early life when it like needs a a well-rounded human you know homo sapien omnivorous diet yes and then not give it any vaccines. I hope it dies by the time it's sick so that the internet can tell her I told you so. That's all I said. Yeah, but you still oh, wish wait, wait, wait. death. And then, and then I followed it up with, uh, I hope she kills herself. No, see, that's, <laughs> and that's why I was so and then mad. Like, no, it's like punchline, punchline. That's it's not like a joke, punchline. Joke, joke. That's like a troll on the internet. That's like Facebook trolling, nah, I think but in funny. real life. Anyway, we had some girls sitting behind us, and I was <laughs> like, was oh, mortified. my God. She was. And I was just like, dude, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Why are you saying this? <laughs> I oh, was. If they have a problem with it, they could say something. I know, but most people won't. And that's the thing. When she could make a three-year-long Facebook post like Kat Von D did. Just like you did. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, anyway, so, you know, that was our little dispute this week is uh, breast milk vegan oh my god that is a great question is breast milk vegan because it is coming from a human living thing in general it's not an animal product but are we are animals? animals we're mammals no I don't know. If anybody knows, email us at jacketradesnyc at gmail.com. <laughs> and then while you're at it, just follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. It's all at jacketradesmedia. Um, Only follow us if you vaccinate your children. Yeah, we don't want any unvaxxers. Sorry. <laughs> you don't know what it's like to be called ridiculous every day of your life. <laughs> it's like, no, I do. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm also mad at her for like making herself such a victim for being a rich white woman. She's not white. She's not white? No, she's Mexican. She's Mexican? Yeah, I or I don't know if she's, she's Mexican, but she's looking. definitely like some kind of like Latina, but. Um, she yeah. also owns her own tattoo company and makeup company and has a lot of money and like 
Like she like I don't know who in her life is calling her ridiculous for being a successful capitalist. Everybody on like Facebook and Instagram and shit. Because she has a Facebook and an Instagram. Yeah. And she doesn't vaccinate her kid. Like people are gonna go on the internet and call you an idiot. Yeah, pretty much. Expect it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the thing it like unfollow me. Unfollow me if you want to learn more about black flower gardening. <laughs> And ridiculous goth stuff. And <laughs> ridiculously gothic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like, she was like, oh, like, you don't know what it's like to be called ridiculous until you're openly vegan. And it's like, bitch, everybody's vegan. Shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> like, go to Brooklyn for a day. Like, most of the people here are vegan. All right. Anyway, my oh, blood's right. boiling. Actually, she is. What? She is German, Italian, Spanish, Argentina. She's very mixed. She is very mixed. I think she's just fucking pale. <laughs> she is very pale. <laughs> um. All right. Well, anyway, I'm gonna get off that subject because that was that was too much to relive. <laughs> <laughs> One of my fucking childhood stars and whatever. Turning into a crazy, controlling mother. I mean, she was always crazy and controlling, but like now she's just being a fucking moron. This is what I'm picturing, right? This kid is already set up for failure. Or success. I think it's literally Because she's putting it in the spotlight before it's born, which means it's going to die from not getting vaccinated or it's going to turn crazy in its teenage years like every other famous child does. Yeah. Every other famous Blue child. Ivy is going to be crazy. Probably going to be crazy. Blue Ivy might be a little slightly well-rounded, but she's definitely going to be a well, diva. Well, they, they don't keep... They keep her life pretty private, and I am, yeah. like, impressed by that. Yeah. Coming from, like, people who are, like... Northwest? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> North fucking people who west. Make, people who make money by being popular, like, <sighs> they do a really good job of, like, keeping their family life private. Yeah. Well, speaking of Northwest, we just looked at the uh, advertisement for the new Yeezys, and I am so mad about it. Yeah, it's pretty gross. It's disgusting. It's really like, so picture this. A really beautiful girl, lifeless, has no expression in her face, and also has the 21st century body of which is beautiful. You know, the big hips, the tiny little waist, the thick thighs, whatever. An ass that puts you in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Except completely naked. Completely. And a face that is so blank, you would think that it's a mannequin. Yeah. Like, just absolutely disgusting. So these A like, lifeless sexual object. Yeah. pretty. M- it looks like a sex doll. Yeah. Like, the whole, like, women's part of the campaign, like... It's all just naked-ass women with no expression on their face who look like they had just been sexually victimized. Yeah. And it's absolutely gross. And, and then all the men... And what do the men look like? And all the men are fully clothed, fully smiling, clothed. happy. It's fucking gross. Yep. I just, like... They're in, like, baggy sweatshirts and hugging their friend. Yeah. I feel like we talk about Kanye a lot, but he's just been coming up a lot. Well, and he's really just been pissing me the fuck <laughs> off. Honestly. And his shoes are whack. Yeah, and the shoes are ugly as fuck. Like, they're like an off-white beige color. It looks like my vomit. Yeah. On a Friday night. Yeezy yellows. Yellowish. Yeah, it looks like yellow teeth. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Yeezy yellowed. (laughs) (laughs) Like, mothball-y looking. Yeah, that's gnarly. Yep. Oh, fuck Kanye. I'm done with him. I liked his album with Kid Cudi. 
half of it's like a joke. But that's why I don't scoop. like. <laughs> yeah, and then he has a scoop diddy poop. He line put in more it. scoops in that album. <laughs> I don't scoops, want any more scoop. scoops. I like it. I don't like the scoops. Because the guy knows that he could do whatever he wants and it doesn't matter. I know. I think you're just jealous. I'm not. I'm really not. You I'm don't just want like crappy shoes and sexual like objects selling them? No, I don't. No. I buy Converse. <laughs> <laughs> I have Converse and a pair of Docs and some flip flops. That's wow. the extent. You're so punk. Oh, I know I only have three sh- pairs of shoes <laughs> and my old cheerleading shoes. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like fashion can be sex positive. Yeah. I mean, there was that, that one other one that we looked at uh, with all of the different couples of like different races and orientations and whatever. And they're all doing like pretty pornographic stuff. But at least it's all inclusive, you know? Yeah. What was that um, called again? I entirely forgot. House and Lotto. Mm. Yeah, but like it's 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 racy. It's porn. Yeah, it's but at least it's inclusive. Porn. But yeah, it's like sex positive. It's yeah, like it's not like it's couples. Like it's like non-traditional people. It's non-traditional couples, and they're like having like you know nice sex. Yeah, it's not like that one fucking what was it Gucci ad where like women were getting gang raped. Whoa, what? You remember that? You never saw that? No. Oh, I gotta find it. Gucci gang. <laughs> Literally. I'm gonna find some horrible things. It's Dolce and Gabbana. Oh, Dolce it's, and Gabbana. Yeah. It's a Gabbana ad Whoa. where... Yeah, it's, it's one woman being held down by a bunch of men. That's positive. Yeah, Is look at that. You can't tell if they're enjoying it because they're fashion models and they don't have fucking feelings or expressions. She literally looks like a mannequin. And she looks, yeah, she doesn't look like a person. She's like shiny and lifeless. Ew. Uh, man, well, if there's anybody who's a model out there, some kind of fashion fucking supernova. Yeah, we want to talk to you because I want to know more about it. Like, let's talk about, like, the sexualization of women and probably men, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, I mean, that's just how the business fucking goes. If you ever watch America's Top Next Top Model, that's how it is. And I love that show. But. <laughs> sex sells. Sex. X-X-X-O-O-O. All right. Well, anyway, I'm going to move on to some music stuff because that's what this podcast is all about. No, it's not. I know. It's Our about guest it. today is talking about travel. Yeah, I love her. Her name's Ellie, and I used to work with her. Yeah, and it's I'm really inspiring. I know. Like, honestly, anytime I hang out with her, I'm like, "Fuck, what am I doing in New York? Why aren't I in fucking Paris or like Nicaragua or Ecuador or somewhere, Ethiopia? I don't know, somewhere." But she's great. She like travels all around the fucking world. Yeah, and um, if you want to do it. It's it's possible. Like keep listening. Yeah, keep <laughs> listening. She she gives some pretty good tips. She's not, you know, some rich trust fund kid. She works her ass off and travels. And if you ever think that you can't, like you're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. Absolutely, you're lying to yourself. Yeah, she leaves for like three months at a time. Like she went to Japan for three fucking months and hitchhiked. By she herself, hitchhiked without knowing any Japanese before she left. Yeah, she knew like a little bit. Yeah. But, like, not much. She was saying bare minimum. Like, she learned 
what like i don't, I don't understand yeah <laughs> sorry i don't understand and like taxi and hotel and train station yeah which is good enough it's good enough that's the thing it's good enough yeah it's good enough to go there and do something about it yeah but let's pretend we're a music <laughs> podcast for a second yeah so anyway here are some shows coming up um so since it is summertime now and june there are going to be so many shows coming up and it's so hard to decide which one to go to. So it's you just have to like anxiety ridden. Yeah, seriously, it's like fucking show. There's one show going on in Brooklyn and like, you know, in like Park Slope. There's another show going on in Bushwick. There's one going on in the Lower East Side. There's one going on in Queens. It's just like it's insane. So anyway, bear with me and listen for the bands that you want to go see cuz I know which ones I'm going to go see tonight. And that's going to be Jigsaw Youth, Nihilosaurus, Threads and Fat Heaven at Hank Saloon tonight. Um, also tonight, Dead Stars, Looms, um, War Park, and The Living Strange at the Secret Loft, uh, which is on 14th Street somewhere. 14th and 6th, I think. Secret Loft? Yeah. Don't don't talk about it. Mm, it's somewhere in near Union Square. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, uh... You have to, like message someone you have to email someone yeah i don't want to like give away their address on the internet it's not their address it's like the cross streets yeah yeah but i don't, I don't like the cops <laughs> <laughs> what cops are listening to this podcast right now i am not on you the never radar know. You never know. the cia the, the <laughs> fema <CIA> and fema <laughs> 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 you're just watching orange is the new black and lollies like all over the fucking place lollies my favorite oh she's too fucking wild <laughs> Um, anyway, also tonight, uh, Amy Klein, Dead Painters, Yezan, Yezan, Yazan. I have no I'm idea. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I totally you should learn how that. to say these band names before you. Well, talk they should about put pronunciations. <laughs> <laughs> like Nihilosterus. How was I supposed to know that? I don't know. Message them. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, and Boot at <laughs> 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 Gutter Bar. That's an easy one. Yeah. Uh, somebody's also having a 30th birthday party on the 19th. They're calling it the Dirty 30. And uh, Darkwing's playing, Dog Shepherd, Shadow Monster, and Coma Coma at Huckleberry Bar. On the 22nd, Sick Tick, No Ice, Desert Sharks, and Free Money at Alphaville. That should be a pretty dope show. Uh, and on the 22nd, Brother K, and I love him. Oh, he's great. Brother K, yeah, Gorilla Chief, Band of Young Saints at Caffeine Underground. And then the 23rd is Punk Motherfucking Island at Randall's Island. Um, actually, a band that I saw in Philly with Qualm is playing Punk Island. Good for them. Trash Boy. <laughs> That's his name. He's pretty cool. They also know, like, Secret News Friends and that whole scene. Um, but, yeah. And then on the 23rd is also going to be, like, this huge, like, drag queen ball. I'm not sure of the address or anything yet. But Stay I'll be taking... Tuned. Yeah, I'll be taking photos of it. It should be amazing. There's, like, seven, like, queens that are going to be performing. Is it an open... Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think party? you just have to, like, buy a ticket or, like, whatever. But I'll I'll keep you posted on that. I know it's, like, next weekend, but... My friend Cam literally just started planning it, like, last week. Um, but there's going to be a DJ. It's going to be, like, crazy fun pride. And then the 24th is the New York City Pride Day Parade. And I will 
hopefully definitely be there. I would hope so. I'm going to have to literally fight in a cage match to get off that day. I know. I don't think <laughs> I – actually, no, I'm not I'm not off that day. That kind of sucks. But I'll be celebrating the whole night before. It doesn't really matter. Um, All right. So do we have a Reddit of the day today? No, but I have a show that you forgot to mention. What show? Oh, yes. There's I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I literally do it in two weeks. Two week cycles. Yeah, but I'm super important and I have a show. And, and I, I have a show and I need everybody to hear about it. <laughs> and I am playing in Nyack at Olives with Bush Hicks. Yeah, who and we Nerd to Salad. Like a couple weeks ago. And Nerd Salad, Old Buddies. Oh, yeah. All Neantas. Yeah. It's an alumni. Alumni. Alumni event <laughs> at Olives. Uh, it should be good. I've been trying to play there for a while. I have no idea where that is or what that is. Don't worry about it. I know. It's, Don't it's worry about nothing. It's a place. It's an it's all ages place. They're so hard to find nowadays. Yeah, I know. Unless you're like DIY. Yeah. All right. So you don't have a Reddit today? Do I have a Reddit today? I have a few things I can talk about. Okay. One's aliens. It's Y'all want to talk about aliens? Yeah, I found out that uh, this guy Hal Putha, if I'm saying that correctly, um, who is a very, very distinguished and uh, believable soul, he, if I could find his like list of like credentials, yeah, president and CEO of Earth Tech International, director of the Institute of Advanced Science, uh, Advanced Studies at Austin. Uh, he's an advisor for the NSA, a PhD from Stanford in 1967. Uh, smart smart guy, really smart guy. And he's been around since like, you know, the sixties doing this shit. Uh, Is he still alive? He's still alive. He just came out as backing Tom DeLonge of Blink-182 and batshit crazy and alien conspiracy fame. Okay. Um, Do you think this guy is just, like, fucking senile and just, like... No, I don't think so. I don't think so because he is, like, still actively advising NASA and, like, running programs. Okay. And all that. Like, he's still active. Yeah. Um, Just a little backstory. Tom DeLonge uh, said that he was abducted by aliens. That he cannot remember anything. Well, no one can remember anything. Yeah. Well, it's like the Men in Black thing. Like, they, like, do, like, the little click thing. Yeah. You haven't seen anything. Yeah. You will not remember this. <laughs> but, yeah, there is, um, there was a famous video a while ago of a UFO that made it to New York Times. If I could pull up the video right Ooh, quick. New York Times. Um, here it is. And it's a kind of like a hot air balloon uf like traditional ufo looking thing flying through the sky and it's video from like like a u.s aircraft what is it a super hornet and an f-18 i have all taken videos of this thing flying through the air with no wings or jet propulsion or anything and they just don't know how it flies and it flies really fast really fast aliens yeah I mean, they're saying that it, it goes from, like, something like 60,000 feet to, like, 50 feet in a second. Whoa. Yeah, it's, like, it, it's That's capable. That's serious horsepower. Yeah, it's capable of shit that, like, people don't even think is possible on Earth. Um, 
And then they've also found a piece of metal like a few years ago, like early 2000s. What do you mean a piece of metal? Just like flying through the sky? Yeah. Yeah, so it was like one of those like we found, you know, an unidentified material at a crash land site. And it was... But ship falls from the sky all the time. Yeah. Like parts of like rockets and satellites and... But this was something that like no one has invented yet. It was was a layer of... It was like a multi-layered bismuth magnesium sample that when they discovered it, no one knew how it was made and no one knew what it could do. So they just kind of like let it sit in a lab for a while until like Earth's, you know human being science caught up and they like it took years for us to get to the stage where we like so what is it and can figure out what it is what is it what is it (laughs) they don't know they still don't know oh but they know a little bit more they found out that the layers of bismuth and magnesium um in the way that they are it's like a it's like a like less than a human hair and then like 10 times the length of a human hair like layered Weird. And we can't actually make it on Earth. We cannot combine those two those two types of metal together. <sighs> we can't. We cannot. And so when the meta material like meta like meta metals when that field came about like like what, like a few years ago, we realized that the way that that piece of metal works, it's a wave guide which takes energy and converts it to one or two dimensions to eradicate energy loss. And we can't make wow. it and use it yet. Maybe that's how UFOs work. That's that's what they're thinking, is that this weird thing flying through the sky is made of this weird metal that we can't invent. Okay. And that's how it flies like thousands of feet in a second because it actually like changes the wavelengths around it. Like... It changes space time around it. That's and freaky moves as fuck. through it. You learn something new. Not really day. like around it or it moves through it and like kind of channels like mass through it. Damn. Some weird shit. Yeah. Well if you know anything about aliens or if you have theories about aliens. Yeah. Then, uh, Next week we have Hal Puthoff. No, that would no, never happen. No, oh my god, I wish. <laughs> Only if we, if we were the Joe Rogan podcast, we can get him in a second. Yeah, maybe we'll get Tom DeLonge. We should just lie. He's pretty crazy and out on his yeah. own right now. And also, uh, Travis Barker, is that his name? Yeah. Drummer. Uh, he has blood clots in both of his arms, so now he can't play the entire no, summer. No, what? I yeah. didn't hear about that. Yeah, it, it was just announced like last night. So it looks like Tom DeLonge is free. <laughs> Well, he was kicked out of Blink-182. Oh, was he? Oh, I yeah. don't know anything. Yeah, he's not in the band anymore. Oh, shit. Why, so did he get too crazy? Yeah, he did. Oh. Yeah, let's have him. <laughs> if anybody knows Tom DeLong, <laughs> email us at jackoftradesnyc at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at jackoftradesmedia. And now we have our favorite person in the world, Ellie Johnson. <laughs> Come 
Kelly Johnson. Hi, everybody. She is a minstrel. She is a traveling clown. She travels all around the world, and uh, she has a little friend that comes with her named Gratch. Gratch the puppet. Yep. Yeah, Gratch is great. Where can people find you on the gram? On the gram, well, it's my private gram, so if you guys want, you can go to lej67, E-L-L-I-E, J67. Um, There's really no posts until (laughs) I travel, so it's kind of nice. You'll get, like, a boost of fun things, and then I'll stay quiet for months on end. Yeah. Well, you're going to Scotland next month, yeah? Scotland and Amsterdam, yeah. Hell yeah. And, you know, just kind of, like, in the area, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Amsterdam first. Yeah. Cool. cool. Because for those of you who have been to Amsterdam, you know how awesome it is. For those of you who haven't, it's sick. It's a beautiful place. The cafes aside and everything, it's just amazing. And the Dutch are great people because they're friendly and they're intelligent. Oh, so perfect. It is the best That's of both like worlds. It's like the greatest combination of totally. people. Yeah. Are you going to smoke pot there? I'm going to smoke marijuana there. Don't tell my dad. Actually, my dad um, uh, bought me a bubbler for my high school graduation, so he already is well aware of (laughs) who I am and what I do. Papa Johnson. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So he's also he lives in Colorado. So no, he's in Oregon, Portland, Oregon. I made sure to go as far away from my family as possible (laughs) when I graduated. So um, New York is New York. Always New York. Um, Did you guys watch Gargoyles? No. Wait, mm-hmm. like the, the cartoon. cartoon? The cartoon. Yeah. A very long time ago. When I so my real name is Elisa, at, which is very strange for people who know me. It's like what? That's a weird name for her. So that's why <laughs> I go by Ellie. Um, but the detective's name in Gargoyles is Elisa, and so and I she was like a badass babe, and I'm a bisexual <laughs> woman. So of course, as five year old Ellie, I was like, I'm confused as if if I want to be you or. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> I don't know. So watching gargoyles, they're you know they're in Manhattan, and the gargoyles besides Goliath, they're all named after the Brooklyn and Bronx and mm-hmm. Lexington, all of that. And so, you know, speaking of my dad, he a few years ago he was like, I don't know what it was, but it's always been New York for you. He's like, yeah. even as a kid, it's always been New York. Do yeah. not pass go. Do not. He's like, just you just went. So. Yeah, yep. I mean, I remember every single time before you leave for a trip, you're like, I fucking hate it here. <laughs> I can't deal with the here. I can't wait to go. Fuck New York. And then, like, you go away, and then you come back, and you're like, I kind of missed it. That's how New York, York is, though. My city. Yeah. yeah. It beats the shit out of you. And yeah. And you think, I'm never coming back. It's an abusive relationship. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a beautiful monster. We all know it is. Yeah. You, it's like you the leave. 50 Shades of Grey, 50 Shades of... Is that gum or shit? <laughs> is that gum? Mm, <laughs> tie me up and what are you putting on me? No. Um, Creepy? Yeah. It really, it's on, It's honestly just the summertime in the city that oh makes God. me go cuckoo cray cray. Yeah. I know it's starting to get nice out once I start smelling the pea fumes yeah. come up from the ground. And I'm just like, <laughs> spring in New York. Yeah, <laughs> this is Flowers, it. fresh mm-hmm. showers. Mm-hmm. The cooking trash. Mm-hmm. Th- that waft is... Potent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully, um, I mean, r- really, to be honest, thinking about everywhere that I've been in the in the world, besides India, and India is a, an amazing pa- place, just very, oh, very populated. Yeah. Sure. Um, <laughs> New York, 
is one of the dirtiest places I've ever been in my life. And you can smell it and you can tell. <laughs> wow. Japan, clean as a whistle. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So wait, so how many places have you been? Like, if you can count. Oh, boy. Um, I've been... Definitely double digits. Definitely double digits. As far as countries go, I would s- I'm would. i guessing late teens, early 20s. Hell, yeah. Um, really cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm at like three, so like <laughs> you're doing great. Time to get going, man, because yeah, Carpe I'm at Diem. Like three or four. I just put Canada on the list. Dang. Hell yeah! <laughs> I remember. I used to live in Canada. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where? Um, they're they're tiny little islands, uh, called the Gulf Islands, and they're off of the coast of Vancouver, and they're beautiful. But I also moved there when I was an angsty teenager, and we there was a lot of change in my family, and everyone we moved, and da 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 da. So I Holy bitched shit. and moaned my way to and from Canada, <laughs> and it wasn't until after we moved back to the states that I was like, oh, Canada was a pretty good place. And I mean, I could um, stay there. Yeah, um, I still have friends there and pretty much everywhere I've you know I've been <laughs> yeah uh, um but yeah I I travel um essentially f- <laughs> there are the people who have lots of money and they go to their house in the Hamptons and I don't have lots of money so I just <laughs> go to a random country and I hitchhike and camp my qu- my way across it cool um e- I haven't hitchhiked across every single country I've been to Mm, didn't do it in india once again back back to that place um <laughs> that was i went there three summers ago which is wild because that's oh yeah that was before i knew you yeah um i think i met you like fresh fresh off of the boat india. from there yeah. yeah um it was so i went to thailand first and thailand is a really good oh, i want to go there so bad highly <laughs> recommend it for yeah it's on my list new world travelers who are like i've traveled but i want to like kind of go out there a little bit more southeast asia is cheap it's more tourist friendly i mean i don't like to i really don't like to consider myself a tourist at all but it's but you are i'm not a <laughs> um it's okay it yeah. it's okay it's just a word uh, it's just a word i know we're all hypocrites um but highly recommend thailand and southeast asia and all that that area for new travelers that's good to know yeah because i just got my passport so it's like i'm like the whole world is open to me i can go anywhere but somebody was telling me this regular at the shop um i hadn't seen him for a little bit and that because he's been traveling everywhere Mm. and then he came in like the day before i went to canada and he's like, hey, like, how's it going? Like, where are you, what's, what are you up to? I'm like, I'm going to Canada tomorrow. He's like, oh, that's fucking awesome. He's like, I'm going to, I think he's going to Thailand, actually. Sick. For like, like a month or something like that. And he was just like, you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to get my Polish passport because otherwise, like, if they see that you're American, like, I'm like a white dude with blue eyes. He's like, they're going to fucking harvest my organs. And I was like, that's a little extreme. Ah, yeah, that's and then I was like, I could get my Greek one. He's like, you should. You got to do it. You got to go get it. And I was like, go, okay, okay yeah. dude. I mean, if you can get a passport from another country, fucking do it. Not, not, I mean, really so much. It's just in my apocalyptic mindset. It's like, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> so, like, you know. Exactly. Um, you never know when uh, Kim Jong-un is going to press that red button. Uh, wait. Um, <laughs> my uh, One of my favorite bartenders, she is, it's called Barrow's Pub. It's on Hudson. It's right by um, uh, 
Barrows. Barrows Pub. Yeah. It's just a few blocks south of Christopher Street. Um, she she calls him um, Noko Loco. North Korea oh. Noko oh. Loco. And I was like, that's wow. hilarious. That's wow. great. Sounds like a hip and happening neighborhood. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, but Barrows Pub is awesome because it's union boys. So it's not gentrified. Yeah. You know, no, I those feel people. that. Um, but apocalyptic mindset, you never know what's going to happen. So if you do have another passport or can get married to someone who's from a different country, fucking do it. Cause we have no idea what may happen tomorrow or next year or whatever. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's why so I like to travel. <laughs> yeah. See so the well, world before it ends. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. That's my plan. Yeah. So what was your favorite place to go to? Japan. Japan. Hands down. And that was last summer. That was last summer. That's like my next like out of the US trip that I want to go on. It is. I think about it pretty much every day. I mean also (laughs) what did you say? Think about it every day. Every fucking day. (laughs) It's also you know Yui my boss she's Japanese so uh, it just being around someone who's you can like shoot the shit with and kind of like and I know my very basics bits of Japanese. Um (laughs) So I'll say something like "mendo kasai," and she'll look at me and just shake her head. <laughs> um, but Japan Get is a translation real quick. "Mendo kasai" is essentially like ah, it's a pain in my ass. So if someone asks you to do something, you go "mendo kasai," <laughs> um, and that sounds like my kind of word. Yeah. So when she so when she tells me to do something, I say that um, as nice as you can, as right? nice as I can. With a smile on your face. She's my boss, and whatever <laughs> she says goes. Um, Gallons of pork. Would be perfect in Japan. I oh feel like got a few contacts. I'm getting ready, dude. Getting ready to make that, joke. that would be sick. That's so. Uh, Japan is. Um. Now a lot of people say it's more. Ex- it's it, it is more of an expensive place to go to versus Thailand or yeah. Canada or even places like, you know, certain places in Europe you can find cheaper deals and all that. I also, like I said, hitchhike and camp. So, so <laughs> able to do yeah. that in Japan? Yeah. Cool. Um, that was actually my first big, I was there for three months, so it was my first solid trip of truly um, hitchhiking my way across the country. Because before that, it was me more so like dabbling a little bit and then getting a little thing. It, but instead, the last year, it was full on like, sticking my thumb out and being like and they'd be like you know um uh they'd be like doko which is where and i'd be like uh, north <laughs> that way <laughs> um which is you know like for us new yorkers where we have our schedules and we have our plans and all of that even when we have our days off we still kind of have that mentality of like i have something to do all the time yeah oh yeah i have major anxiety about that like yeah. on my days off i like it's not like I have anything to do, but then it's just like, oh, I should make a video for Jack of Trades. I have to yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Uh, is there a picture I have to edit from like three months ago? Like what's, a, like what do I do? Like where, what? There's got to be yeah, something. Yeah, there's got to be something. Yeah. yeah. And then like I just feel like a bag of shit if I just like take it easy for the day. Mm-hmm. And it's fucked up because there are people in like, I don't know, fucking Louisiana somewhere. They're just drinking on their porches, having a great time. Every damn day. And I'm just Every like, day. I can't even relax and have a beer because I'm just like, something I got to do. Right. <laughs> go, 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 go. Yeah, That's yeah. why I drink while I do laundry. There you <laughs> go. There you go. Um, I like to drink when I cook. 
Yep. It's like that Seems. little that little bit of like tipsiness. Not too much drink, but just, you know. just um, But that's <laughs> why traveling is so awesome. And I save, I work my ass off and save so I can go on these trips for yeah. long periods of time. Um, obviously, my expenses for accommodation and transportation have been reduced because of the way that I travel. But... Mm-hmm. Um, when you don't have a real destination and I, I always get a one-way ticket. So Amsterdam is my go to, but I'll probably be overseas for like two months. And then about a month into my trip, I'll be like, okay, well, what's the closest big yeah. city that I can fly out of yeah. when I feel like I'm ready to go home? Um, don't you like get worried that like, you're not going to have enough money for a flight back? No, I, okay always have a i always have for you travelers out there who are like i don't know maybe i don't have enough money this and that have a grand which feels like holy shit that's a lot of money but it is possible think about how much money you spend on certain things and be like oh maybe i should yeah. reduce my record or like in like your daily life yeah you know like especially if you have somebody like sublet your room back oh yeah in the states it's just like okay at least like I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, like, there's that's no like point. such like a big like chunk of everybody's income, especially in New York. That it's just like, you know, like, oh, how can I possibly afford a fucking vacation? Meanwhile, my rent is my vacation. Seriously. And it's like, yeah, like I could pay a full blown vacation with my rent. Exactly. I mean, most of us are spending about a grand per month. Yeah. Give or take. True. Yeah. You know, um, I know I am. So, um, but. I always have a thousand dollars. I mean, that's in my back, back pocket. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. a ticket one way at yeah. least. Yeah, a grand will cover it. There's that, and there's also um, uh, uh, traveler's insurance. Highly recommended because if you break your nose or get lost and can't, you know, if if you really need help. You don't want to bite the bullet and have to pay medical expenses completely out of pocket overseas. <laughs> Where do you get that? World Nomads is the place I go to. Worldnomads.com. It's they're they're a little bit more they're a touch more pricey than other travel insurances, but they are legit. Like Super they legit. like You don't want to skimp on that. Yeah. yeah you don't exactly. Want to like you never know what the hell's gonna happen. Yeah. Like you could just get like furiously sick and then find out you have like cancer or something and you're like exactly. okay. you, know, you may yeah, you <laughs> I mean it you know, you may need need to get helicoptered out of somewewhere and that is really expensive. Yeah. Um, and But like, for example, to like give people a price range um, for my three months in Japan, I paid $275 for my uh, traveler's insurance. I find okay. that's and like, less yeah, than I thought. Bad. You know, I was I'm, thinking to be another grand. Yeah. No, not at all. I mean, it unless you want to pay the extra amount for if you know you're going to do things like skydiving or, yeah. you know, yeah. like <laughs> wrestle bears. Um, <laughs> if you're going to Russia, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's my trip to Russia, right Russia. There. <laughs> <laughs> have you We're, been to Russia? Oh, not yet. But actually, Gratch, the puppet, um, which, you know, it's weird referring to him as the puppet because he's m- so much more of an entity than just a puppet. No, he totally is. He really is. My my family and friends often ask how he is before they ask how I am. That's <laughs> legit. Um, but he it's kind of like a slur at this point. The puppet. The pu- I know. I know. He's like, yeah, don't call me. The puppet. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's like him calling you the human. Yeah. Like, it's just I feel like that's really <laughs> don't hurt my friend that way. Um <laughs> He really wants to see Russian ballet in Russia. 
so scratch is really cultured he's really cultured (laughs) he has particular tastes um so that's huh high society high society truly he's more high society than i am um when last year for halloween uh i was well he wanted to be a bat and so I made him wings. Aww, and then cute. he insisted that he wanted a cape. It's like, you know, if you give a mouse a cookie, he'll want mouth, m- milk to go with it. Yeah. If you give Gratch wings, he'll want a cape to go with it. He'll want an entourage. But so, how do you have a cape and wings? Um, the way I made it, it was I, I made the wings and then I glued them on the inside of the cape. So ah. when I put it on him, Gratch is a hand puppet, by the way. So he's, you know, only on, on my arm. Um then you know it yeah fits that probably really well. explains some things <laughs> yeah uh not a marionette i i tried i can't do it the strings traveling with strings oh so i would be like oh god damn it and just throw it on the ground um uh yeah so i was i was like okay Gratch, well you know now now what he's like well i'm a vampire and i was like great well i should what should i be he's like you're my assistant great great yes sir um so he's you know, it's it's w- especially for the non-performers out there. It's weird referring to literally a piece of fabric and some, <laughs> you know, foam teeth and ping pong eyeballs <laughs> as this entity. But, you know, it, he truly has become his own character in a way that s- the greatest actors that I know, when they become their characters, they truly step into these characters. And so yeah. when I'm playing with Gratch, he will say things that will come out of left field, nowhere, <laughs> and things that I would be horrified to say to a person, but he can say it to someone and it's hilarious because he's this little blue monster. Oh, yeah, so of it's, course. It's really fun for me because I can, you know, kind of like <laughs> uh, call people out in certain ways, <laughs> but it's not me calling him out. It's him it's, calling It's him Gratch. Out. It's not me. Yeah, exactly. I was like, it's he like said it. like a veil. It, you know? Thropomorphic um, <laughs> veil in a way. E- exactly. It's so you made him. I made him. You are his creator. <laughs> I'm his creator. <laughs> uh, you know. He probably doesn't like that, though. No, he really, you know. Um, but he does call me Ma, Aww, um, which is very sweet. Uh, so we have that symbiotic relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thought of, now the thought of traveling without him is I would truly feel lonely. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, he's been with you on every trip. So every it's trip. Like yeah. He has to be there. Has to be there. And how, how old is Gratch? Gratch is, he was uh, born, we will say. <laughs> um, he was, uh, his. Let's respect him here. The, the respect that we, we refer to his birthday as the 5th of November. Remember, remember the 5th of November because Perfect. he's a big fan of Guy Fox. He was born sometime mm-hmm. in, no- I made him sometime in November, but we don't remember exactly which day. So we would go with the 5th. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. Let's November. go with, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was 2012. So Whoa, he's coming so up on six, six, six human Aww. years. Yeah. What's that in puppet years? Puppet years, he's like, <laughs> he's like, a, he's a solid 19 year old. Okay. He's gotten past the puberty age. Which How do you travel with like a pubescent puppet? Well, um, you know, he does have his particular tastes, but that's what makes it really fun because, uh, like for example, last year in Tokyo, I pulled him out in the fish market, which is he like this massive fish, fish market in Tokyo. Um, and, uh, since I am also a clown, 
um, physical comedy is my thing. So I will go one way and then Gratch will go the other way and, you know, he'll pull and I'll pull and all of that. And people <laughs> will see that. And it, it's, it's like a miniature performance mm-hmm. that people just kind of get to see and have in their daily lives. And then they just like, they can take from it what they, what they want or ignore it or whatever. And yeah. that's what I like to do when I travel is, um, it's just finding like the comedy in like other cultures which is like kind of really cool because like yeah i don't know the thing that i love about like art and music and comedy is like it doesn't change you know like it's very universal Mm. and it's like you know everybody will be hearing the same thing not so much with comedy because we well physical comedy breaks that barrier you don't have to worry about translations or like that's why Mickey like, is such a huge fucking thing mm-hmm. yeah. because he was like silent forever. Mm-hmm. And now they're bringing back those like little sketches where like he's in like China and like Pluto took his dumplings. So they're running through China mm-hmm. and like they have like another one in like Germany, another one in Paris. And like they're all speaking like the languages that, yeah. you know, that they're said in, which is so cool because it's just like, I don't know, that, that shit is wild. And you, you guys who are musicians completely understand the magic of what the music does as well like the and like all those things you know and uh um in those silent bits yeah what you add in what you don't i think one of my proudest moments i mean i guess it's one of my proudest moments but it also just like kind of brought a tear to my eye was like i was working in this small little cafe like maybe like five or six years ago and uh i put on led zeppelin Mm. And I, I don't know what song was on, but in the cafe, like a French dude was there, a kid with, I mean, yeah, a kid with his mom and like an old person. So like three people totally out of like, you know, out of each other's worlds. And they were all just kind of like nodding to Led Zeppelin. And I was yeah. like, yes, oh, it's universal. this <laughs> is the fucking power of music. This is the power of lead, man. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Get the like, lead out. You're welcome for making this atmosphere. Exactly. Yeah. And then the, the owner, Lynn, was just like, I don't like this. We need to put on Parisian music. And I'm like, fuck you, Lynn. Uh, fuck you, Lynn. <laughs> Her name is Lynn. Yeah. Because yeah. so she's not paying attention to what people enjoy Mm-mm. well she doesn't enjoy life so that's fine <laughs> yeah. yeah there's yeah that that um kind of plastic consumer concept of this is art like you know yeah sorry starbucks not sorry at all but you know like <laughs> starbucks artwork and shit like that you're like this was produced by a guy like a someone who probably has no concept yeah. of what it means to be an it's artist like this starbucks is in brooklyn make it look like this cup is in brooklyn y- yeah and it's and like it's, oh great yeah <laughs> really charming yeah um so do you have any stories from japan from like your hitchhiking experiences i know that there was one like dangerous one katana man oh the katana man i heard about katana man, oh yeah katana man anyone here well I mean, yeah let's uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah uh, let's go off on that one and then, off on and then go off on your favorite one on favorite one. yeah so uh, yeah i want to i want to preface this with this was literally my one bad experience that i blessedly got out of unscathed um in my entire three months of being in japan but um essentially i was uh up north i was seeing all of these festivals the beginning of august is huge up north for all of these festivals and so i was seeing what kind of festivals the um well there's like tanabata there's nabuda nabuda was the one where the story was surrounding and nabuda is in elmori 
and they for lack of a better english word they're these giant lanterns and they're massive they're i mean like are they like hot air balloon massive they're some yeah if you like if you if you if yeah about hot air balloon massive a little bit smaller but they're you know it's made of like rice paper painted rice paper and you know back in the olden days it was with candles inside yeah for safety reasons oh i feel like i've like seen this on like a show or something and they're version yeah they're these huge depictions of usually gods and humans fighting each other and so there's just this like man you like you know the style of the japanese um gods they have like ferocious teeth and big Mm -hmm. wild hair and da 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 and it's like rah and there are these all these um, guys in uh, traditional wear carrying these these lanterns down the street and of course it's w- at nighttime and it's gorgeous and amazing yeah. and this was like mystical totally Damn. mystical and all these people around and like you know here I am like the like it um, once you get out of Tokyo and Kyoto and Osaka which is way further south there are just fewer westerners or fewer white people so um which i love being the center of attention so (laughs) you know people were like oh wow you know like it was it was fun being that kooky minstrel traveling minstrel um so at the nabuda festival i was like hell yeah this is awesome and i'm like grinning like a fool and the festival was um (laughs) i struggle with microphones struggle with most machines um (laughs) uh so the 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 parade had ended and i was totally cloud nine i had about two beers i was totally and you know when you're traveling by yourself especially as a woman two or three beers is good yeah then you got to be careful of what you're doing you know so i had my two beer limit and i was walking down the street um heading towards um uh manga kisa which is a 24-hour internet cafe which i learned about earlier on in my travels and since the 24 hours you can go there and pay a very small amount for either a little booth or it's a little booth with a padded floor oh and you've heard about these they're so cool and like you just you know and you have your like really high-speed computer so i would like watch adventure time and drink all of the matcha tea lattes that were free beautiful and free totally yeah the thing that was the thing about the manga key so you had unlimited access to the internet and their comics which of course i wish i could read japanese and drinks so like all the coffee and the soft drinks and the da 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 you would appreciate this my friends are in a band called mankitsu exile mankitsu exile yeah 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 as in months spent at a time to the point where your family looks for you Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all the time you've just been reading books dude yeah and th- yeah and you just go there and you you know enjoy yourself um so i was heading there and i make eye contact with this guy who was one of he was wearing the whole garb that the guys were who were carrying the lanterns were wearing so we like made eye contact we grinned at each other and it was like yay okay good thing. everyone's having a good time and like i keep going and then i hear behind me like where are you from and thus proceeds the broken Japanese on my part, broken English on his part. You know, where are you from? What are you doing? Oh, my God. So cool. Da, da, da. Where are you staying? And I was like, well, I'm going to Manga Kisa. He goes, no, 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 no. Stay with me and my family. 
And this had happened to me so many times before. The hospitality of the Japanese is unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. Yeah. If somebody came up to me and was like, hey, stay with me and my family, I'd be like, I'm good, dude. See, I'm going to the internet cafe. Trusted in certain certain places. Yeah. Yeah. The South is hospitable. That's what I thought. (laughs) But this had happened to me so many times that I was like, fuck yeah another family to stay with so he's like come meet my wife and kids of course if he were like some dude by himself i'd be like no dude peace yeah yeah but so we walk to his car where his son and his wife are sitting and you see them in the car like they're real yeah they're real <laughs> they're can you real. imagine just like mannequins how <laughs> horrifying that would be this um, is my family i know Say hello. Like, oh my god i gotta son, go don't be so rude <laughs> oh god um But I immediately caught on to this kind of like they just accepted me in the most neutral way possible. And it's not like I'm expecting the red carpet or anything. But beforehand with the other families that I'd stay with, they um, they were just so welcoming and very curious. And, you know, we'd work really hard on like trying to understand each other and each other's languages. And they were just kind of like quick head nod. And I was like, okay, but he was friendly and, you know, like obviously a little tipsy but like he bought me food when we got to his house they literally they let me shower they already set out a futon for me they um uh they let me use um uh some uh pajamas and so once i had showered and all that and like when you're hitchhiking camping by yourself for months on end a free shower is like yes (laughs) i did a lot of hobo laundry in public sinks so um i took a shower and i went upstairs and there and he has two sons and a wife and they were all and there's the center table and i sat at one side and he sat at the other side of the table and he like set out his food for me and or my food for me and behind me was the tv and so it was just very interesting that the the way that the rest of the family was positioned were just kind of in each corner as far away as possible from where we were in the center of the room. Mm. And I was kind of like, oh, like, you they know, weren't at the table with you. They weren't at the table. They were just kind of, and literally it was also the body language. Like the, the wife was in the traditional style. And of course our knees can't handle it, but they're used to it. She was just sitting on her knees watching the TV. Like it was the only thing that, you know, she could look at. And his one of his sons was in a darkened doorway with his just kind of holding himself sitting down. And so was his other son on the other side of the room. And so this gentleman uh, starts to he pulls out this drink that I had had a sip of once and was like, this is disgusting. It's called Mm -hmm. strong. Just strong. Just strong. strong. In English. It's just like <laughs> strong. 9%. And it's in, in a little 12 ounce can, it's 9% alcohol. And it's like Mike's Hard Lemonade on crack. And it's disgusting. And he's like, you want that? And I was like, I don't know. So we're just like, I'm eating and we're talking and all that. And he'd kind of like say, like say a joke and like do a little like elbowing to his towards his son and then his son wouldn't respond and kind of he'd like you know shove it off and be like eh, you know kind of give me a look of like this guy fucking yeah. da, da, da. And I'm like fucking you guy. know and I'm like he's your son okay well, anyway. <laughs> and so like he's continuing to drink and he cracks open like two of those or something like that I don't know how many drinks he had beforehand so I'm like 
Ooh, all right. Well, it is almost 2 a.m. And I'm kind of looking around at the rest of the family. It's like, so like, you know, the Muay Thai, which is like, are we all tired? Like, yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he kind of, and then he goes, wait, I want to show you something cool. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good happens after 2 a.m. What a strange That's man. That's like my rule. <laughs> says, That's the rule. Let me show you something cool. So we go downstairs to the room where I already have my stuff down there. And there's a little bed for me. Um, and he goes to the closet and he pulls out a katana, like a big katana. And I was like, oh, I love swords. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and he sits on the couch and I swear to God, he went from friendly, cool, drunk to swaying, brooding drunk in oh, like shit. It it felt like two seconds he went from joking and carrying on and like us laughing about like not being able to stand each other and me always saying wakarimasen which is i don't understand and like you know to him sitting on like he's sitting but he's like holding his the katana and he's like kind of sort of leaning on it but he's also how he's swaying while sitting he he managed and so he's like swaying and kind of just looking at me and I'm like, oh, I, you know, I go from like tired tipsy to sober alert pretty yeah. quick, but not, so, I was like, you know, it's just kind of like, an amazing okay. thing. You know, like <laughs> totally, it's truly amazing. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> What's up? And he starts to like mumble and Aomori, that Northern area is uh, kind of made fun of by other Japanese for being uh, for mumbling so oh. he's drunk mumbling Japanese and I of course don't understand a fucking word he's saying I mean I understand the littlest bit of Japanese anyways but when you're drunk and mumbling it I'm like I yeah don't it's like what, what are you even saying no so he's mumbling mumbling and I'm like wakarimasen. I'm sorry I don't understand and then he literally like cups his butt his dick and he's like fake man and he kind of juts the handle of the katana at me he goes fake man and so then i'm on higher alert and i'm like i don't know if he thinks i'm a lesbian and just realized it now there's i really doubt that he thought yeah. i was a man in the first place what drunken idea did yeah, this guy did this guy concoct in like half of a second? It was so weird. And That's I, you know, so weird. I don't think about it too much because it's like it wasn't the greatest experience. But I still wonder. I'm like, what crossed his head? Yeah. So, and he's like mumble, mumble, mumble. Then he'll yell something at his wife through the door, through the open doorway, and I'm still sitting there going. Like, I don't understanding any of it. Not a single thing. And he like mumble, mumble, mumble and like sway and look at me. And like, then he started apologizing to to me, but in a way that was like, like he kind of like spat at me and he's like, mm, mm, and he's shaking his head and he'd yell off at his wife. And then he got up, pulled some money out of his pocket and went, and he started thrusting the money at me saying, Takashi, which is taxi. Yeah. Um, an adopted word and he's like takashi and i'm like oh 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 i'm being kicked out all right better S than here better than here See ya. so i so i get myself i'm like great you know fuck it i gotta get out of here so i grab my I'm you know i'm glad that he just did that so i grab my stuff and 
uh, the do- I go into the kind of like foyer area and the, do- the front door is already open and there's a taxi already outside. So that's what he was yelling to his wife in the first place, like tall- call this bitch a taxi. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, this is so, and it's 2 a.m. And I'm like, you know what? They're, thankfully, they're the 24-hour manga cases or even the convenience stores yeah. are almost all 24 hours. So I was like, deuces, like, thank God. All right, bye. So I get into the ca- taxi uh, and the taxi driver is this kind older gentleman. He's like, Dokomade, which means where to. And I say, Eki, which means station, the train station, because it's central. I know where it is. No problem. Yeah. I knew where to go from there. And that's when <laughs> fucking Katana Man goes, No! He unsheathes the. He unsheathes the katana and juts it in my face. He juts the point in my face. The thing is like five inches away from my Uh eyes. And I have my hand up, like open palm, kind of like directly in front of my face, being like, if I need to like bat this aside, it's better to slice my hand than my face. So I say, Eki, he goes, no. And he juts the sword in my face and goes, police. And I'm like, of course, the like, fuck you new yorker part of me is like what are you gonna what are they gonna do <laughs> fucking arrest me for being a fake man <laughs> fuck you man so i'm like what wh-? and i'm like okay okay meanwhile the taxi driver's just like, like he kind of like looked back and was like <laughs> he must do this all the time like yeah. i'm just the whole situation and he goes police and i was like okay okay fine We'll go to I the don't know police. what I did wrong. What, I, what, man, but, you literally yeah. just invited me into your home to eat and bathe and sleep, and now you are thrusting a katana in my face, Maybe telling he gets me off to, on that kind of shit. Maybe I don't know. I feel so bad for his family at the Had end the of the best day. Sex that night. Like holy yeah. shit! Like ugh. the wife isn't. Oh, the wife's, katana play? Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I don't want to go. Oh, Night God. play, sure. Hey but baby, you want sure. katana play? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So he tells you, no, go to the police. Go to the police. With sword the in your sword face. in my face. And I'm and like, okay. So did he take you to the police? So I'm like, okay. I'm like, fine. And he kind of does this like, he like nods quickly and he's like, Ugh. in this way that's just like, good, my word is law. And I was like, <laughs> fuck you, man. You fucking homophobic <laughs> douchebag motherfucker. Yeah, fine. You know what? Fine. I'm glad I'm leaving. So I like get the door closed, but we're in a cul-de-sac. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to so we dr- and so we have to drive and turn around pass him like again we gotta pass him again and when we go to pass him and i'm so my big backpack is next to me and i'm in the bitch seat i'm in the middle seat and as we as the car turns to look down the long suburban neighborhood it's and 2 a.m and to my freedom but in the way of my freedom is just lit by the f- the street lights and nothing else is the silhouette of this fucking drunk guy <laughs> in traditional garb waving a katana and i'm like this is a movie <gasps> what? For real? it's a scene out oh of a my movie. God. total scene and i'm going this guy's fucking lunatic so we're starting to drive past him and he starts to wave the taxi down and i'm like i tell the driver i'm like no yeah yeah no and being the polite gentleman that he is, the taxi driver starts to slow down enough so Katana Man starts to open the same door that he I just closed. And I just go and I grab it and I, I'm literally playing tug of war with this door. And oh the guy's yelling on the other side and the driver is just like, boop, 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 boop. So finally I was like, okay, politeness aside, 
j- Japanese aside, I was I literally I was like go, and the guy's like whoa, and he like kind of jumped and was like <laughs> and he's like boo which means like okay, and he's like Daijoubu, and it's I'm like, like just, you know, I'm like oh come, I'm like come on, man, this, this guy is fun, and like like was he not getting any of the hints? He wasn't. That, like, he, I don't know what this was. This person's in danger. I need to leave. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, the thing, the a part of the culture is. A part of the Japanese culture is just they're very private and they're very um, gotcha. respectful almost to a fault and polite almost to a fault where it's like I will not impose myself on anyone's business. I will mm-hmm. not ask. I will not. It is only behind closed doors when I'm going to, you know talk shit america is all about getting mm-hmm. each other's business we have reality shows here Girl, exactly and their <laughs> reality, reality shows are very strange the japanese but it was it, it is a cultural thing to kind of be like i'm gonna mind my own business yeah and so it's the opposite this, of what we're going on yeah, yeah and this driver is like you know i finally had to yell at him yeah. to just fucking go and the guy is like i'm tr- I, and i'm so scared that I start to weep a little bit, but like, I'm like, you can't do full on sobs right now, babe, because <laughs> you're not out of the water yet. Yeah. So you just got to like take a deep breath and just get to a safe fucking place. Yeah. And then you can deal with your emotions there, but you got to keep it calm. So See, I'm most like, most people would not keep it calm. That's why I love you. So <laughs> you have, like, I don't know. You just have like a really good head on your shoulders and you think like uh, logically it's that fucking Capricorn shit. It's a Capricorn. Yeah. The Capricorn women. <laughs> so, so like you know the the we drive off. I'm able to get the door open and fully closed. And the the, the driver is like, "Parisu," and I'm like, "No, take me to the station." He's like, "No, Parisu." I'm like, "No, <laughs> just take me to the fucking station." He's like, "Hotelu," and like, it's a it's a festival week. There's no hotel that has a no. place for me. So I'm like, "Sure, just take me to a hotel room." <laughs> um, figure it out. But that was literally. The only bad experience. The rest of it was just the Japan is so magical and ancient. Like here we are in America. That's a very we're a very young country, and you can tell in that in many ways. There, I would be like hiking on a volcano. Gratch loved the volcano. Uh, Volcanoes. Um, I'd be hiking, and then I would come across this moss-covered shrine that had been there for who knows how long, and they would have tokens of just luck and, you know, please, please to this entity that is the shrine, you know, I'm going to give my, like, a couple of yen just so I can pass safely through this mountain range and all of that. Um, It's just such a, I've been referring to it as an old ghost, because that's... That's what it feels like amazing. japan is this old ghost of a place and there cool. were there were places that i would there were forests and mountain ranges and all that that i'd walk through and into and be like oh boy it just talking about it now i get sh- you know shivers because i'm like this place does like not only d- deserves but demands respect yeah, yeah. and um, Meanwhile, we have to like fight the government to keep trees here like right it's like just have, want a goddamn tree for, the, for like our history. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't, I mean, we don't have those moss covered shrines. We no. don't, we don't really have a concept. I'm sure of we it. used to. Yeah. Um, but it, it, that the, the ancient feel of Japan was really what, where I was like, this is amazing. And then the people, and then everyone else who hosted me, literally there were, you know, this like the old woman who picked me up in the grocery store and the Oga Peninsula, who literally, we knew, like, I mean, that was towards the beginning of my trip. So I knew 
no Japanese, the smallest bit. So she just, she's like, where are you eating? And I was like, the Eki again, the station. And she's like, no. So she like, she like ushers me into her car and brings me to her home. And, and we, we, I will never forget her, Sakiko. She had the most beautiful laugh. She would just, and we would be, and it was amazing because she was an old woman. We didn't use our phone. I didn't have any, I, I had like the learning Japanese app that I would use when I would just for myself. Yeah. But I didn't have like, I didn't have service. So she pulled out an, like the tome of a real book dictionary of like nice. English, Japanese. Wow. And we would like flip through it and like I'd that's point adorable. at something and like we would just laugh and that another that's the thing with like the language we just we could we barely understood each other but we were still laughing hysterically just having a great time I have yet to experience that with someone it's like uh, full blown like I'm sure I've experienced that like on the street with someone like mm-hmm. where I couldn't communicate with them but like we found something like funny or interesting or whatever but like I don't know. I I just don't even know like where I would even start with that. Like, and it's one of those things where one way ticket's the way to start. Yeah. Is it what? She said, "I don't know where to start," so I said, "A one way ticket." That's yeah, exactly. It's the one way ticket. Um, yeah, you. Uh, that's. I th- I f- I truly feel like if everyone in the world traveled by themselves at least once, they would have a really a stronger understanding of what it means to just be in the moment and just be more of a humble human and be like shit I don't know where to go and I don't know how to ask for directions but I'm gonna try and you never know you just have to figure it out yourself yeah exactly like there's no app there's no like you know there's nothing you just have to figure it out and you know in this like in, in this day and age of <laughs> uh of you know, like trip advisors and youtube videos of just everyone like giving their reviews of countries yeah. and blah blah You're blah the queen of youtube videos i mean you know like it's <laughs> just like i really you know y- y- there's no need to watch 30 videos on a place that you're going to go to already just experience it and go for it you yeah. know um yes there's a lot of scary stuff that could happen but if you just if you focus on that you're not gonna have a good time anyways yeah so true yeah um and and that's and you know that's why you know people were like you hitchhiked alone and i'm like yeah well i had gratch and they're like yeah like he's gonna fucking protect you and i'm like well you know you'd be surprised and he has some fists he's really he has actually fist. i wanted to play a little a little thing excellent uh, I found the volcano video. Okay. So Ellie and Gratch went to a volcano. This is my favorite one. Um, it's my favorite one too. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And yeah, you guys could just like listen to it for yourself. The volcano? What? Wait, right up there. That's it? That's the volcano? Yeah, buddy. Love much attitude yeah he's he's a lot a of, that's being. why i love him mm-hmm. he has that sad <laughs> oh he will talk back to anyone yeah i would love to do like a photo shoot with you and gratch somewhere. oh my god that would be so much fun that'd be amazing <gasps> you guys like eating like 
cheese and drinking wine. Stolen cheese. Yeah. He gets grape cheese. juice. He gets mm. Welch's. He, he gets Welch's, yeah. <laughs> um, no, he's not much of a drinker. Another um, year. Yeah, he's like, he's fine. Well, you know, in like places like France, he's allowed to drink because yeah. as long as you're old enough to look over the counter, you can buy the wine. <laughs> um, that's kind of how it goes. Pretty much. Yeah. So what was your favorite story? Well, we have to wrap this up soon, but what was like your favorite story of any travel experience you have ever had? I know that must be really hard. It is really hard. Um, uh and often when someone's like, tell me a story, I'm like, I don't have any stories. Like, it just, <laughs> I'm um, boring. I know, I'm you have like, them all floating there until you're on the space, right? It, yeah, and, yeah, and as soon as I leave, I'm just like, oh, I could have said that story. That's So um, I would say one of the most, the, the place where I suddenly was like, I, I, I had never been so taken and so still for so long just watching because – like we said earlier about the go-go-go of the New York da-da-da-da. Mm-hmm. And I get that way sometimes when I'm traveling. It's hard to break that fucking habit. Oh, yeah. I you know? know um, even when I'm like, I'm hitchhiking and I'm going to post up my tent here. Even after two days, I'm like, well, I got to go now because I've been here for two fucking days. I got to yeah. go. I was like, in L.A. and they were like Frank was like recording something and I was all alone. So I was like, I'm just going to walk. Mm-hmm. And so like it was still like that go 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 like I couldn't even like relax like in the hotel on the balcony or mm-hmm. anything like I was just like I need to go somewhere and like I walked from Silver Lake to like West Hollywood damn yeah it was a long walk and then I met up with Dory so Sick. that was why yeah. um but <laughs> but it was just like there was nothing in between that but I was just like all right I gotta go I gotta go I just gotta keep on fucking walking I walked for like two or three miles and I was like okay I'm done walking yeah yep. this is it and we're Damn. spent but you're still walking faster than everyone else of yeah, course exactly. you know? get out of my fucking way I have nowhere to go <laughs> out of my way to go. <laughs> nowhere to go but god damn you're slow um so um it's so New York it's so New York so um they're in it's in northeast India it's called Varanasi and Varanasi is referred to as one of the holiest cities in India, if possibly not the world. Wow. Um, and it's a place where many Hindus go to be essentially cremated. It's it's called a ghat. It's G H A T. Um, and it's a cremation ghat. And of course, the 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 Ganges, the Mother Ganga, it runs through Varanasi and Varanasi is like this this orange magical city and by it's like orange and pink in like not just color but just kind of sensations and feel and it's I love just that. it and like l- those like those little alleyways that you just like hustle through and you know you like there's cow shit everywhere because of the holy cows um and it's it's so and there's carnation flowers everywhere and there's so many temples and all that so my friend and i uh came across the manika nika god which is one of the bigger cremation gods in the city and we make we made friends with the guy who um uh runs the cow house because you gotta have a guy to make sure the holy cows in the cremation grounds are taken care of so we made friends with the cow the cow guy who literally wore just a loincloth 
and just talk to the cows <laughs> and it was quite magical I love um that. and we made friends with later we found out uh like the drug dealer of that area but he it, it wasn't like hey you want to buy some him he was more <laughs> just like you want to smoke hashish and we're just like fuck yeah and so yeah. you know absolutely and so we were sitting on the steps um uh, cows you found hash this is great exactly. Yeah. exactly and of course there were the little cows and they were so Aww. cute so we were smoking we were smoking hash on the steps of the cow house that that went down towards the cremation grounds um and then beyond that was the ganges which the ganges for my weak western body if i had a droplet of that in my mouth i'd be like i would croak and die <laughs> but the, it is such a holy river with such holy water that people bathe in it they drink it they, they it's wow. this, at the same time the the guy from the cow house would dump the manure into the ganga no. so it was like everything just like poop and ashes right <gasps> Everything goes and like some um, the, uh, for the cremation ceremonies, some people like uh, children, um, people who died from a snake bite, certain things, they cannot be cremated. So what do they do? They weigh down the body and they push it in the river. So like so many things are in that river. So it was like, oh God, like don't touch this. So, you know, I can't do that. I can't touch the river. But anyway, so. He's like, you want to smoke on top of the smoking temple? Because it's the smoking that, temple. That's perfect. And that's I was where like, you go and smoke. That's exactly <laughs> what he wanted to do. I have a quick question. Yeah. How strict are they with like hashish, weed, drugs? Like, it was, were you worried smoking with that guy or no? No, it no, was okay. like, uh, it, yeah, there was, I never, it, it was, it was kind of like if you knew the right people, you were good. Okay. So he seemed to be he I mean, again, one of those like trust falls where you're like, hey, he seems like a friendly guy. Yeah. You could have a katana pulled on you <laughs> or you may be taken to the very top of the holy smoking temple where right underneath is Shiva's fire. And Shiva's mm -hmm. fire is literally the story goes that the god Shiva brought this fire to Varanasi in order for people to use that fire to cremate the bodies. Mm -hmm. And because India is a caste system, yeah. the the son of the man who stokes the fire will become the fire stoker of Shiva's fire and then his son and da 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 da. That same fire in the at the bottom in the side of the smoking temple has been burning for two thousand years. Yeah. What? <laughs> Are you out of your what? tradition? Yeah. It's like yeah. What? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So people can't even hold a fucking relationship for like two months. Two, yeah. Two thousand years. Two Can you imagine years. if like one guy sneezed and like the ember went <laughs> out and it's like, oh God. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, what did I do? Do um, you think anybody's ever done that? And then they had to like relight it real quick. I mean, knowing humans probably. Yeah. And be like, yeah, it's no, it's been, it's been going this whole time. <laughs> Dad, it's 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 don't worry about great. it. So, um, so of course in uh, in our Western society we're used to like it's a private funeral affair, but in the <laughs> in the Ghats they they have so they in that particular Ghat they Sunni who was our <laughs> our uh, extraordinaire who gave us the hashish um, he was he said that they burnt about three hundred bodies a day so they're constantly wow. rotating and it takes a big pyre of wood to burn a fucking body and it yeah. takes about four hours for a human body to burn 
So he takes us around the guy and we're just like, oh no, it's a private affair. He's like, come on. And there's like literally <laughs> like there's a cow shitting over here and there's dogs fucking over there. And some guy's on his phone talking really loudly. But people are still doing their own thing with their particular, you know, um, dead person. Um, and there's this it's whole such ceremony. such a dense place that like yeah, you just kind of have to do your thing around. There's no space. Else. So you take what space you can get. Yeah. So we went from being in the cow house, like safely away from it to walking down onto the grounds where we were walking through the pyres. And then we went up, up through, um, we saw Shiva's fire and then we went onto a balcony where literally we were standing there watching and then some people were like, excuse me, coming through. And they put a body at our feet. And my friend and I were like, Oh my God. And mortality. It it was right there. And then Sunni brought us all the way to the top of the God of the smoking temple. And from there, we, we are on the top of the top. So we were like perched on a little place that was essentially not where you should be because you could fall. But instead, we sat there and we like passed around this like tobacco and hashish um, joint. Good old spliff. Little spliffy spliff. <laughs> God, I love those. And Good to know they have them out there. Oh, yeah. And just watching like the ganga, just like the microcosm, microcosm that was this whole life death thing was absolutely insane and i returned to that same spot the next two days and sat there for hours Amazing. and and before we wrap up there was this was like the another movie moment where i was like holy shit that's a real body there was there were one, there was one pyre next to another pyre and you could tell that the one that the one that was burning longer um was a body that clearly less people cared about. It was clearly a lower caste person that was burning there. And so one of the guys that was working, who's like the guy who builds the, you know, the pyres for the bodies and he's carrying these huge things. What he's like, I could see him being like, well, I'm going to transfer this body over to this one. And like, you know, because I need this space. Yeah. So he like juts a, a big wooden rod underneath this body and hoists it so it's literally like it kind of like this burning body literally just oh. kind of sits up oh. <laughs> and i'm watching and i'm like oh God, i'm stoned but i'm also not fucking hallucinating so i'm like that is a burning body and he just kind of like like and just kind of like boop and it kind of just like topples over onto the other pyre but the fucking head fell off <gasps> and it and it rolled oh a little God. bit and it's like this burning skull, skull. and i'm like i'm watching it that's like so <laughs> metal, metal. And that's, so metal. <laughs> that's so metal ultra metal and this guy no like he's like he does this every fucking day this so job, he kind of like, like he kind of takes the, like the, the rod and just kind of like bops the head uh, back into the fire all that and my friend and i are watching and we're like ah <laughs> uh, this is why we travel just another day <laughs> you know just another day with the burning head yep all right, so I think we have to wrap up now. Yeah, but do you have any final words? Yeah, what do you have any advice for travelers? Um, you know, Mysa hitchhiking and traveling. Yeah, uh, uh, shoot that. Shoot the name of that insurance company real quick. World Nomads. World, World Nomads. So, Absolutely. do you have like any advice for any travelers to like keep it super like low cost? Couch surfing. Couch, Couch surfing is a huge thing. Very, very fun. It's a great way to meet the locals, but also not, you know, to meet total randos. Do you use, like, the Couchsurfing Couchsurfing.com, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, 
Have oh, you I done Facebook like, groups or anything or no? No, I haven't done Facebook groups. I feel like that's easier for it to be like creepier randos because mm-hmm. Couchsurfing has more of an intense profile that you actually have to be more concise with. So if you have a vague profile it's like i like meeting people and women then you're like i'm not going to ask you <laughs> versus yeah. like this guy who you know someone who's like yeah i've traveled all these places and you know i'm That's a musician like, okay, and great, perfect exactly and yeah. it's, it's very much like back and forth like i want to stay with cool. you these are the reasons why so i recommend couch surfing but really at the end of the day if you have the gumption to go, to go somewhere just do it just fucking do it there's, There's other don't places wait. besides America. Yeah, don't don't wait too or long because you don't know when apocalypse aside, you don't know <laughs> when you may have another chance and when you travel, you will always find something amazing. So, for anyone who's listening, just fucking do it. Just 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 do it.